You are listening to High Shelf Gaming. This is a show where we talk about board games and role-playing games and gaming conventions. If this is what you're looking for, please keep listening. You can always find us on our website, Facebook group, Facebook page. We're on Twitter and Twitch and Discord, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. Super easy to join the community, and we look forward to meeting you. Hey everyone, this is David again with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I'm joined by the Vorgon, Rich Wisniewski. Did you say Vogon? Because that has to be my favorite book in the entire world, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. How did you know that? <laughs> I know that you're a big, giant bureaucrat at yes. heart. Yes. Um, no, seriously, I, I think Vorgon has to be a compliment. I'm going to have to urban dictionary that. Is that over there with like Top Shelf Eddie or... Whatever, you know, some of those dirty, you know, Wisniewski comments or what's no, a I, no, actually, you've caught me. I misspoke. It is a Vogon. I was yes! gonna call you a Vogon. <laughs> yes. Let me read you some poetry, my man. Oh, no. But we will save that for the end of the podcast. For those that stay late, they can hear some of my delectable Vogon poetry. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put that at the end of the cut. <laughs> And also joining us today is an awesome guest of ours, which we met over Twitter. Ari, dude, welcome to the show, man. Hey, th thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Oh, it's so cool to have you. Uh, we, we met over Twitter over like a random, hey, how do people get onto podcasts? I was like, well, you can come onto my podcast. Uh, and we kind of sat around and talked about topics and all that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited about that. But before we get into today's topic, can you kind of give a sense for the audience? Like, what kind of gamer are you? You know, what, what, what games do you play? Or, or how did you get started into gaming? You know, that kind of thing. Okay, sure. I started in uh, middle school uh, with Dungeons & Dragons 2nd Edition. Which... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've been playing for about 23 years. Yeah, that, that matches with 2nd Edition, right? Because I think 2nd Edition was out when I was in middle school as well. So you and I are probably pretty close to the same age. I yeah. am so old. <laughs> so I started with second edition, and then I I went to White Wolf. Oh yeah, so all world darkness. Yeah, dude. Okay, that was my jam. I that played so much White Wolf in high school, especially. Which yeah. uh, what which White Wolf game did you play the most of? Uh, probably Vampire. Yeah, I, th I think all most right. people did Vampire. Yeah, you know, my crew ended up on on Werewolf. We were big time like Werewolf kids. Like we played some Vampire, yeah. but I get it. Vampire was so well done back then. I love your trajectory because it's like very similar to mine. So I had gone to like Renaissance fairs and stuff, and uh, my mom, who's uh, very much a geek, it's like, oh, you know, there's something called uh, SCA you should try. And we we tried uh, locating our local chapter, and it was bust. Oh, really? So I was like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So for the folks who have never heard of SCA before, can you kind of describe what what one what does the acronym mean, and two, what is the thing? SCA is Society for Creative and Acronyms or something. What they do is using real armor and live st steel. They battle each other, and you know, I think I saw my first. SCA bout. I was out at a park and there were these guys and girls in like near full armor with shields and weapons. They were seriously going at it. Like, like yeah, oh yeah. I think I was in high school when I first saw it. And I remember thinking like, oh wow, somebody over there is going to die. Like they were really <laughs> serious about this thing. But obviously they're very safe. 
when they play or when they do the SCA. <laughs> yeah, just as safe as valet toppling. I'm sure they. <laughs> I'm sure they're super safe in this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, SCA didn't ended up working out for me. Right. Yeah, the local chapter just wasn't wasn't either wasn't a good fit or just didn't exist. Yeah, it uh, didn't work out. Gotcha. And then some of my friends from high school. They're like, oh, we heard of this thing called Nero. And uh, Nero is New England role-playing organization. It's a large LARP. It used to be one of the biggest. I don't know if it's still one of the biggest in the United States. They have a chapter in almost every state. They even have a couple chapters in Canada, I believe. Nice. Yeah. And folks, we will link to Nero's website. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up and, and put it on the show notes. And dude, give them a call. They're still trying to run Adobe Flash on their main page. They need to HTML5 that page. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they seem really big. I don't. I, I also don't know if they're the biggest or not. But dude, they got a lot of members, and oh yeah, they've got a lot of stuff going on on the site. And Ari, you talked about going to Ren Fairs. What Ren Fairs were around you? What, what or, or do you still go to some Ren Fairs? That's funny. I was just having a conversation with a friend about Ren Fairs. Oh yeah, I still go to Ren Fairs. Now I take my kids. Oh yeah, it's a great kid activity. Oh yeah, it's lots of fun. I live in Connecticut, so Connecticut has a little tiny one. It's like the kind where if you're in the middle, you can see the entire uh, Ren Fair. Big ones we tend to go to were the the one in uh, Tuxedo, New York, uh, Sterling Forest. Nice. It must be very fancy. <laughs> and I tell you, I'm going to say Ren Fairs are a really great social place. They're a lot oh, of yeah. fun. They're, oh, you yeah. know, it's really neat to go to. So if anybody hasn't been to their local Ren Fair, look them up. I, I think they're all over the United States. There has to be, yeah. I, we, we were in Texas. Rich and I were in Texas. And Texas has some really big ones, you know, because there's just so much rural land. Okay, so, sorry, um, you were doing the Ren Faire stuff, and your your buddies got you into Nero. Now, was Nero associated with Ren Faires or just completely separate? Completely separate. Nero started in 1980s, originally started in Massachusetts, which is why it's a New England role-playing organization, mm-hmm. even though it's no longer New England. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They spread from there. They had a little internal rift, some, a disagreement between Nero International and a group called Nero Alliance. Oh, boy. Oh, man. What's the use of having an organization if you can't have a political battle sometimes? Dude, yeah. I mean, that sounds just like playing Eve. Sounds just like playing any social game. People got to come in and try and change rules, or we do it this way. It's better. I would, would do you have any, uh, well, we shouldn't get into negativity. That's one of the things we try and stay away from. But I can just see it's about the color of a bag or the amount of time between two things. I mean, it's just like, come on, guys. You're all Yo, fighting over so little minutiae. Yeah, was yeah. it was it just political minutiae, or was there like a real like game disagreement that, that broke the two groups apart? From my understanding, it was some strong agreements on how Nero should be run as a whole. Got it. Uh, well, I'm glad they split up instead of destroying the entire thing. <laughs> you know, um, there's a there's this... I remember listening, I think it's like a This American Life episode, talking about real bearded Santas and the tight, like the incredible rift that splintered the real bearded Santas group. Cause of course that's a thing. And of course there's a giant political fallout. So like the fact that Nero had one of these things just doesn't surprise me no. at all because it's endemic to all big groups. It seems like, yeah. Now, if you like play for one, are you still okay to play for another? Or is the rift like super deep and toxic at this point? 
There are some people who pitch their rivalries, but for the most part, you can play on one and play on the other. I mean, you can't. I don't think you can bring your character back and forth between them. Sure. But you know, like D and D and Pathfinder, yeah. do not bring a Pathfinder <laughs> character to my game. I will just kill it immediately. So I kind of get that. It's fair. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. totally fair. <laughs> so Nero, back. I'm sorry, I got us all off topic. How many years ago did you find Nero? And you know, when when did you get experienced, or when did you get exposed to it? I found Nero freshman year of high school, and I joined immediately. And I've played it all throughout high school, and now I play it every once in a while when I actually have time. How Nero runs is from spring to f- fall. Every so often they have a winter event, but it's they usually like one day of fairs because it's so cold. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, okay, so you found this place. How did like, how do you go about getting involved with either Nero or one of the other LARPing groups that are out there? Is there, like, do you have to register? You, you mentioned making a character. Is there, like, a way that you have to make the character that is maybe, it's probably different than your traditional role-playing game? Can you kind of give a sense of, you know, for folks that are interested in this and they want to start to get into it, what, what would they need to do in order to get started? Okay, so most LARPs are modern enough to have websites. They usually want you to, in fact, they usually want you to register ahead of time because mm-hmm. they have to figure out how much, how many people are going to attend. Larger LARPs t- tend to ha- have to do things like rent campsites and stuff, so True. they want to make sure they actually have enough people showing up to actually justify the cost. Also, if they're renting a campsite, there's a, l- a limit on uh, cabin space. It becomes premium. Yeah, and then and then other folks are in tents nearby, kind of situation, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So how Nero does it is they do a point-by-character system. It's you, you decide your class, you decide what skills you want, you, you spend the points on the skills, and level up your character that way. Gotcha. Do you get points then for going to events and participating? Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah. Let, let me augment that question. Do you get points for participation, or do you get points for, like, victories, oh. you know, and like, and, like, accomplishing things? How does that work? Well, the thing is, Nero, because of the way it's, it's like a very open world, like like an MMO, where your personal goal could be, oh, I want to rob these people, or your personal goal could be, I want to be knighted in the queen's court. So there's no real w- way to measure victory in that way, from a plot point of view. What they do is that they give points based on events attended. That makes sense, because I think that I was just kind of starting to think of, on down that road of like, well, are they making like formal quests that the players play through and then they get quest rewards or, or how does that kind of stuff? So how it, it typically functions, main LARPs do this differently, but how, how Nero typically functions, you arrive Friday night and check in, then they have some opening ceremonies. Always pomp and circumstance, man. Oh yeah, pomp and circumstance. <laughs> And then you're free to do what you want to do. Some people stay up till 2, 3, 4 in the morning, but not everybody. You know, there's a wide variety of people there. Okay. How much does this cost? Oh, do? great question. Great question. Okay. For Nero, NPCing is free. They, they strongly encourage it. In fact, some people who uh, PC went, during their downtime, they will take a shift uh, NPCing for a nice. couple hours just so they yep. can... Give back to the community. Yeah. They have a... A yearly fee, I think it's like 20 or 30 bucks just so they can keep track of you and, and make sure to email you out and stuff. Oh, that's nothing. Yeah. But events, they vary from event to event. They range somewhere between 50 to $70 for a weekend. Now, that's including you having a camp location. That's including you having 
um, you know, some facilities that you can utilize. That includes probably outfitting monsters. That probably includes outfitting NPCs. So I have to imagine it does. Does that sound right? Yeah, and um, sometimes it's included. It depends on the chapter. Saturday night, they usually do a feast. Oh my gosh! So That's so cool. so that they can get all the all the players together, so they can have a little role playing opportunity of everybody sitting together and eating and stuff. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm okay, in. so there's even a dinner included in that fifty to seventy, eighty dollars. There's even a dinner night. Yeah. Holy smokes! That's good. That's real good. So uh, that's kind of cool. Like you, you show up. You know, Saturday you're playing all day. They feed you dinner. Is there is there more gaming on Sunday, or is Sunday packing up and leaving? The last thing that happens on Sunday, right before closing events, is they usually do one big wave battle. Oh, sure. Where they get as many NPCs as they can together, and so the PCs can go... Leroy Jenkins! Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, just a big melee. Of course, yes. of course. Sometimes you got to do that. Okay, so in the downtime, do people play board games? Do people play any role-playing games while they're just sitting around camp? Or, or is there no downtime? Can you be oh. playing all the way into the night? Like, yes. is there nighttime adventuring and gaming going on? Oh, yeah. People game until uh, 3, 4 in the morning. In fact, actually, because people are gaming until 3, 4 in the morning, and because some of the monsters are up until 3, 4 in the morning, some of the safest time to walk around as a player is at, like, 8 or 9 in the morning because everybody's asleep. <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Everyone's you're, you're, hungover. Hold on. <laughs> you're, you're blowing my mind. Hold on. I didn't even consider the idea that when I, as a person, am in transiting from point A to B, I'm actually still playing the game. Yeah, yes. there's no rich pl- rolling <sighs> random encounters. There's just random encounters. <sighs> I mean, really, think about it. It's kind of bizarre, bro. So, so, hold on. When you're in your tent or cabin, are you no longer you're no longer playing at that point, right? Because you could be like getting ready for bed. No, actually, what cabins have certainly been raided by monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why placing wards on your cabin, uh, ha- having a ritual caster place a ward on your cabin is like a premium. Holy uh, smokes. So seriously, seriously. Uh, being a caster isn't just throwing the ball and saying, fireball, fireball, fireball. No, it you're is, like, you're like dude, keeping your friends safe at yeah, night. You need a caster in your party to keep things cool, let everybody get some sleep. You got, or do people do watches? Like if they don't have a caster, does someone stay up while the other two sleep? I'm sure some people have. Oh my God. Dave, we got to go LARP. Dude. Yeah. Now that I now Okay. Hold on. I did not realize Ari, that this was a, because we're flying yeah, in, bro. Yeah, dude, we're I flying did, in for a LARP session. I did not realize that this was a always on situation. Now that I know it's an always on situation. Oh yeah, dude. I'm in. This is this is crazy to me. Okay, I'm sorry. Ari, please keep going. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if for some reason something happens, say someone gets hurt or sure. yeah, you, whatever. Yeah, heat, heat exhaustion. There's all kinds of things that can happen when oh, yeah. you're out doing this stuff. Yeah, they don't want people being hurt, and they don't want bad stuff to happen. So anytime something happens that, like, you know, someone gets smacked in the face, their glasses come flying off, they call hold, which basically pauses all action in that area until everything is good, and then they call lay on, and action continues. Got it. So, dude, for once, my glasses come in handy. I imagine that, that like, people are, are really adamant about the hold. You know, like, if somebody says hold, everybody stops. And if somebody doesn't stop, then, like, they probably get a, a stern, like, word or two because it's like, hey, no, yeah. we're trying to be safe here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I just completely did not catch on to the fact that, no, this is 
24 hours, 48 hours of like you're in you're in characters. You're not stopping. That is so yeah. awesome to me. Yeah, anytime you're not in-game for whatever reason, your hand is either on your head or you wear a white headband to indicate that you're an out-of-play character. Ah, uh, so you can raise the white flag. And at that point, it's a universal symbol of don't jack with me. There's no whaley whaley going on in the back of my head. or Right, right. And sometimes you just got to check out. You know, sometimes you've had a lot, a lot of stuff has just happened and you're bummed or you're exhausted and you're like, you know what? I know that this is all going on, but I, I just need to be out of character for a little bit to like collect myself before I get back into it. That makes a lot you know, of sense. David, I'm starting to also feel like paintball and airsoft is sometimes just LARPing. Okay, now when I when when I played airsoft, I was absolutely LARPing. I mean, absolutely. I'm listening to this and I'm like, hmm, I raised my gun above my head. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? I'm out of character. It's mm-hmm. there. There is. It, that's pretty amazing. Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, that brings me to a good uh, analogy that LARPing is to paintball as SCA is to Civil War reenactors. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Civil War reenactors, Lyro. Are you listening to this episode, yeah. my friend? Yeah. Yeah. Because, dude, when I played a lot of Airsoft, a bunch of the guys in my Airsoft group also did reenactments for various wars you know civil war um world war ii that kind of thing yeah um and so yeah that's you're absolutely spot on there that's really cool so what happens is they do run modules little adventures where they like have plot hooks to try to get people to go many of the modules they run multiple times so that multiple different groups get to experience the adventure sounds familiar and then they also have roaming random encounters where they have like yes people walking by as farmers or people walking by as you know oh we're being attacked by minotaurs you know kinds of things like that so okay well that that begs the question then is it is it like your group of friends that are larping together are you paired with like the equivalent of a gm or is there like Referees, referees. Yeah, referees, referees. Or, or actors, like, because you mentioned, like, these random encounters. Is that, those are staff members that are acting out the farmer role and the minotaur role, like? So there are three main roles at Nero. There's the staff member slash referees. Knew it. There's the NPCs and then the PCs. Ah, uh, okay, okay, cool, cool I cool. watched a Vice episode. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, Rich. That was your research. Is I the... researched. <laughs> okay, so the referee is there to obviously arbitrate things and kind of act as maybe the adult in the room. But, uh, you know, the NPCs, I'm kind of interested in this. Are they present as farmers or as minotaurs or as these other random encounters? Are they also involved with these, like, mini adventures? Like, what's how much, yeah. how much NPC interaction is there? Okay, so... The NPCs can range as widely as any game, and the thing about it is it's frequently a cheaper option because they want NPCs and and everybody wants to play a character, so in order to encourage NPCs, many of them do discount or free events for NPCs. Oh. Volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. So, So as an NPC, you go down to Monster Camp, and you say... What do you need me for? And they go, oh, we're doing Undead this weekend. And if you're inexperienced, they'll pair you up with some more experienced people. And they'll say, all right, you group of people are going to be some skeletons. And you're going to go around attacking people. So let's say somehow I meet a chica on Tinder. And she's into LARPing. So I'm like, dude, I'm down. Let's go one weekend. So we go. 
And so, you know, we set up our tent. We're ready to have a great weekend. You know, we're doing a little camping. You know, she puts on her Zeno outfit. And then I'm like, dude, I got nothing else to do. So I go down to Monster Camp and just say, hey, I want to help out, but I really don't have anything. They, they, they take me in. They love me and say, okay, dude, you're a farmer. Is that kind of the way that rolls? Do they give him like an outfit? to wear or is it like as he came oh well, that's one of the great things about the monster campus they'll supply you with makeup masks Boom! costumes and mimitor rich and weapons as they need i am updating my tinder profile as we speak no you have I to am... no 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 what you have to do rich is you have to go to one of these get a picture taken so it's in your bio <gasps> that's how you do this this is how you tip the hand very cool but yes it's like volunteering I mean, really, yeah. like True Dungeon, oh, just yeah. like, you know, running a, a game at a con. It is you have got to have this fuel of volunteers that keep the event going. And there are some people that are um, really cool with saying, hey, I want to be in service to something bigger than me. And I tell you what, it sounds like without these NPCs and these monsters, it, it would just be PvP. Yeah. <laughs> it would just yeah. be SCA. <laughs> yeah. This is really like... A social game that's not like just sitting down to play D&D &D with, with three or four friends. You've got, what, 30, 40 people there? Or maybe more? Near events typically draw in between 100 and 200 people. Look at that. Wow. 30, 40. With high attendance events as high as 300. If you really want to see uh, large-scale battles and LARPing, you have to go to Europe for those. A buddy of mine recently went to uh, something called Drakenfest or something like that, where it was a week-long, like, thousand-person <gasps> LARP battle. Shout-out to our European listeners, everybody yeah. over in Poland and Germany. What's up? Yeah, so, I, okay, so you're kind of blowing my mind here because... My experience with LARPing is vampire LARPing from White Wolf. And that is straight up 10 people. You know, like it yeah, does yeah, not yeah. get very big. Or at least the games I went to were not very big. In in Dallas, there was a goth club that had vampire LARPers there. And that's where I Start. first ran into it. And, you know, it was like, it was somewhere between 5 and 15 people on a given Sunday. People are in their characters talking about what they're vampire character would be doing and you know having those discussions and those backroom discussions but vampire is all about the politics and all about the you know the the conniving and the backstabbing in 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 political circles not necessarily in combat whereas nero sounds very different it sounds very like big event lots of people there's combat there's you know intrigue it sounds like a much bigger production than anything that i ran into in the in the 90s and early aughts Oh, yeah. I've had some, as far as Vampire LARP goes, my experiences with Vampire LARPers has been somewhat negative. Oh. When I went to Gen Con, I was trying to find one of my events, and I ran into some Vampire LARPers, and I was just, I'm like, I'm trying to figure out where this event is, and they refused to get, step out of character. <laughs> that sounds exactly like... And then I ended up with, like, these two holes in my neck, <laughs> and I lost, like, a quart of blood, and... Dude, that sounds exactly like 16-year-old David. I, I swear to you. Like that is like that is an obnoxious jerk move that I totally would have done like a long time ago. <laughs> so not proud to admit that, but yeah, yeah, that makes um, that's an unfortunate thing that it does not surprise me. You know, me. <laughs> you went to Gen Con. That's funny. One of the my closest encounters with a LARPer was um, at Origins. 
um, I was outside. He was outside in like this armor that was um, handmade. And, I, you know, I stop and talk to the guy because I'm like, holy shit, bro. You look like a samurai, you know, and it was like um, he took little plates of plastic and had them all linked up like samurai Ooh. armor. Ooh. Um, and, and so we chatted and he was waiting on a bus to take him to the LARPing fields. And I call it the LARPing fields. I really don't know what they call it. I just that it almost it probably, sounds kind it of probably was terrible. a park, you know, a big open park where they do all that stuff. That makes is, sense. Okay, so what conventions have you been to and have you LARPed at these conventions? And is it like that, Ari? I've done a little bit of LARPing at conventions. I went to uh, Arisha, which is a sci-fi convention up in uh, Massachusetts. They ran a little LARPing introduction. It was much smaller. Had a little free-for-all combat kind of thing just to introduce people to the combat. Someone who's looking to get into LARPing is going to a convention and, and experiencing that type of LARPing. Is that a good place to get started? Or should they go and find Nero or the local equivalent chapter and go to one of those events like if if someone's dipping their toe in the water the first time where would you where would you send someone okay well i mean i wouldn't go out of my way to go to a con just to go to a a larp event i mean if you're at a con and you're looking to just experience larping you just want to see what it is i would definitely say participate it's a lot of fun but the best recommendation i have for wanting to get into it is find a larp that looks interesting to you online and NPC, because you're not going to have a character you're attached to, so if you make stupid mistakes and die, it's not a big deal. It's usually free or very cheap, and it's a good way to learn the rules and see if it's for you. That's a good way to do that. I like that. All right, so here's what I know. You're going to spend a hell of a lot more making your outfit and your weapons than you are to play this game. That's just all there is to it. If you're an outdoorsy kind of person, because I kind of like outdoorsy things... This is kind of cool because you get to go to a park or you get to go someplace, pitch a tent or be in a cabin. Yeah. Um, You get to bring your own food. You get to do your own thing. There's a big feast night where everybody parties. So it's very social. This is a sign of LARPing. Uh, You know, seriously, I didn't know anything about LARPing except I played True Dungeon and maybe it's kind of like LARPing. There's parts of it that sound somewhat similar, but it's nowhere even close to the experience for a weekend. Dude, in in my neonate head, I was thinking, oh, well, LARPing, like when I did V-Test LARPing, where you're at it for a couple of hours and then everybody gets in their cars and goes home. I am blown away by the fact that this is a, a continuation event and that you can be playing as late as you like. And there's monsters roaming around, working together, working alone, trying to get the drop on people. So uh, any other like big items about LARPing that we missed? Because I, I clearly came into this kind of blind. blind. And I, so I'm sure that I haven't asked you a sp- you know something that is like, oh, if you were going to get into LARPing, you got to know these things. Is there something that's like really big and pressing that we haven't covered yet? Okay. Well, uh, all right. So there is a bit of an honor system. Oh, I'm screwed. <laughs> The thing is, you only have, say, 10 or 20 staff members on on a given site. And you're talking Um, about a a large, large campus. Airsoft. Yeah, that reminds me a lot of Airsoft. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, keep going. And and so they can't be everywhere. Right. Everyone hates the cheater. Everyone hates the cheater. Oh, yeah. If If the monster got the drop on you, dude, you got you went down. Yeah, I knew one guy who was banned for life because he, he discovered where the local New York chapter was making their money, and he made his own orders so that he could <gasps> make no. himself arbitrarily w- rich. No. 
but it sounds like this is a very rare thing yeah. and is only held for like exceptional circumstances would Nero say, look, this person can't come back. Yeah. And yeah. Ari, I bet if we got into some situations, you would probably say that everybody occasionally says they're not dead when they're dead. Oh, yeah. Because maybe they just make a little mistake on their timing. Maybe their ego's a little fragile. But but normally they're okay. Everybody yeah. just makes a mistake. And I would make the same mistake once oh, in a while. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And especially considering in Nero, as opposed to some other LARP, some LARPs, they have a constant damage. So that if you're getting hit by a sword, you always know how much two damage points, you're two taking. Two points. Two points. Yeah. yeah. But Nero, since you do more damage as your, as your character advances... You're calling out your damage, and when you're a monster and you're being attacked by five people, yeah. and they're all swinging different mounts, it's really hard to do the math in your head. Yeah. And it's as fast as they can hit you, right? Yes and no. They have rules against machine gunning, what they call it, where if you just try to like do light load taps over and over again. Tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Well, that would do no damage. I right, mean, yeah, yeah. You have dude. to do a full swing. You have yeah, to do a full, like... like get in there. You got to, like, yeah. battle, bro. Well, they also know baseball bat swings. You're not trying to take someone's head off with a right. foam weapon. Right, No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I used to play a lot of outdoor soccer, and, man, the teenager group is always way more athletic than us 30-somethings yes. playing. So, like, I imagine that if a teenager got into Nero and wanted to be very combative... They have all of the like bonus agility oh, and energy that comes from being Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Like factor. I am I am slowing down. You know I'm so <laughs> old and drunk most of the time. I can barely move more than ten feet. Is is there some of that aspect to this game that like people who are very athletic, they do have a bit of, of an edge if they're a fighter, sure. let's say. I, mean, I imagine it's a physical that, game. I yeah. have to think so. Play a caster. Absolutely. Uh, one time I was NPCing as a Minotaur and I was cornering a, a guy in a tavern. He leaped over and hit me enough times to kill me before he landed on the other side of the table. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of neat. So that's a, like, like, that's a good excuse to like go and hit the gym, hit the treadmill a little bit, you know, so that you can like be extra lethal out on the field. Yeah, I mean, you got to really like get out there. And, and here's the other thing. You got to walk. You gotta really run. Yeah, you gotta good. really swing things. You just can't sit at a table and go, I run, and roll your dice to see how you ran. It's totally different, yeah. You gotta, like, do shit. On the other hand, if you are a more sedentary person and you don't feel like you're... Play a caster? You can play a caster. <laughs> yes. If you want to be a more aggressive caster, that means you have to be able to basically throw a ball and hit a target. Oh, yeah, because you're you're throwing your spells, so you've right. got to be able to like fireball, hit the fireball. thing. And so if you want to be a long-range caster, you've got to be able to be accurate with that thing. All right, so my last question, guys. Well, actually, I got two, I got two questions. Is there nighttime drinking and is there day no, drinking? No, there's, there's monsters, man. You can't let your guard down. Still, dude, after a long day of combat... Yeah, but if you just want to take off my plate mail, sit by the fire, and drink if, a cold but, ye old Miller Lite. But okay, if you're Blotto and I come up to you as the Minotaur, and you're like not about, you know, you you don't have your facility faculties about you. I what gotta if you reach in the bag? What if you got a little violent? I gotta reach in the bag. No, no, no. Oh, like what if, oh, what, if oh. what if you're what if you're the other kind of drunk? Like Rich, you're an incredibly happy drunk. But, but yes, not everybody. What if you're a mean, <laughs> ugly drunk? Right. So I, I kind of imagine that this I might guess. be a, this might be yeah. a, a no to low drinking thing. Y- yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, they, they try to keep it more family friendly. So that means I have to sneak my whiskey in as well. <laughs> Just like Gen Con. Just 
just like, oh, dude, don't say that on oh, the thing. Sh- Okay, those are my last questions, Ari. That do you have you have sold me except for the drinking thing that I'll have to sneak alcohol in. <laughs> I am totally down. <laughs> it's good. It'll only be like one water skin worth, and you can't get that bad. <laughs> Rich. <Yeah. laughs> On one water all weekend long, you gotta nurse the thing all I'll weekend. I'll just have to yell at kids. That's my water. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, good. Awesome. Any other like uh, parting wisdom for anybody who's looking to getting into into LARPing for the first time? You don't have to worry so much about your costume. I, it's, it's something that some people hesitate on. You build over time. Yeah, you just build it up over time. I mean, I mean I've, I've seen people just do with some black sweats in a tabard. Nice. And there's a number of companies online that also sell LARPing swords and all the stuff. If you want, if you decide you want to be like an elf, they sell elf ears and all kinds of stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll bet. I'll bet there's tons of supporting materials and forum posts oh, on where to buy shit, and all bro. that stuff. There's a foam green handled sword for Halloween, $5.90. And it's but a that's, But is that the right one? You oh, know, is it yeah, legit? Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta be within spec, man. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Well, cool. I, Dude, Ari, I've had... A lot of fun kind of understanding LARPing really for the first time because I've I get, like I said, I played it in a very specific light back in the day, yep. which obviously did not expose me to what was really available out there. I really appreciate that you made the time and were able to come on and, and, and share this with us. Uh, you know, for the folks at home that maybe want to like get in contact with you, are you on social media? Is that is that something you'd like to share so that they could maybe ask you more questions if they have more questions about about LARPing in general? Uh, sure. I am uh, can be found on Twitter at A-R-I underscore C-O-V-E-R-T. Yep. And we will link it in the show notes. So folks, if you're listening, just go down there and click on it and you'll, you'll be sent straight to Ari. Dude, Ari, man, thanks a ton for coming on. This has been this has been a lot of fun and, and really helpful to Rich and I. I, I super appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. Well, folks, thanks a ton for listening. And as always, have fun and play well. Oh, freddled grunt buggle. Thy metrongles are to me, as plurid gobble trots on a lurgid bee. Group, I employ thee, my funting tundledromes, and hoopless dangle with my crinkle bundle whirls. May all your rolls be crits. Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Guillory. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson. And if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you. Oh,